Well, here it is. Can you believe that this is the last day of the year 2023? You know, you look back on a year and sometimes feels like, man, this year has been an eternity. But then you look back, and this is where I am. I realize I just got used to writing 2023 as a date. And it's going to change tomorrow. So it just seems like the years get by quicker and quicker and quicker. Well, today is a unique day. It's the last day of the year, last day of the month, but it's also the last day of a chapter here at sunset. Tomorrow starts a new beginning. It's a time of anticipation, perhaps a little bit of fear, maybe even some intrusion on our comfort zone. Transition can be scary, even when we know for certain that the transition is good. And it feels that way because we're stepping into an unknown. When I think of new beginnings, I can't help but think of the Israelites back in the time of Moses and the exodus from Egypt. Back then, four generations of Israelites had been enslaved by the Egyptians. Moses and Aaron's great-grandfather, Levi, went into Egypt at the time of Joseph. And now as we fast forward to the Exodus, Moses is 80 years old. And although being in Egypt was a lot like being in an abusive relationship... It was all they knew. And now they've been released, and they're on the way to the land that God has been promising them. Needless to say, it's definitely going to be better. It's going to be an improvement. But it's still this feeling of an unknown. It takes them less than three weeks to reach the Red Sea. And when they get there, Pharaoh has changed his mind about releasing them, and he wants them back, so he chases after them. And of course, when they realize that, fear takes over, and they start thinking that slavery is better than their potential future, so they beg Moses to send them back. In Exodus 14, 12, it's recorded this way said, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. So that's their frame of mind at this point. Now, we know this is crazy because we know the rest of the story. But let's step into their shoes for just a moment. They are leaving the only thing that they know, and they're taking a big step into a new future. They're treading new ground never before seen by them. How do we react in similar situations? You see, progress doesn't happen passively. It takes intentionality. It takes intentional change, and it takes intentional movement. And when we face resistance in these movements, it can be scary. And it can be easy to retreat back and just default back into what we have been familiar with. 
And this is what was happening at the Red Sea. So Moses at this moment has got to speak order into the chaos. So I'd invite you, if you will, to Exodus chapter 14. And this little instance, what Moses does here, there's a lot in this. He says, verse 13, after they've already said, yeah, we'd just rather go back to Egypt. We'd rather go get whipped and beat in slavery instead of dying in the wilderness. That's their thought process. So Moses, verse 13, said to the people, do not fear. Stand still or stand by or stand firm, your Bible might say. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today for the Egyptians whom you have seen from the Egyptians whom you have seen today. You will never see them again forever. The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. What Moses is saying here when he tells them to stand firm or stand still, he is saying Stay put and don't move. Hit the pause button for a moment and bring God into the process. That's what he's telling them to do right here. And Moses' advice is where I think we can find some guidance for ourselves on this unique day. You see, starting tomorrow, we're treading new ground. So we find ourselves in a situation like the Israelites. We have new ground in front of us that we haven't seen before. We don't know exactly what that's going to look like. We might be optimistic, yet we might be apprehensive. We might be tempted to dwell on the past in ways that aren't healthy. But the past is the past, and we are here. And unless the Lord comes back first... The future is the only thing that lies in front of us. So what do we do with all of this? You see, there are healthy and unhealthy ways to deal with the past, the present, and the future. And the Israelites show us all of these things. So over the next few moments, what we're going to do is discuss healthy ways to deal with the past, present, and future so that we can be better prepared to optimistically tread new grounds and take us where this new chapter is going to bring to sunset. But we're not going to stop there. We're also going to take this to a personal level because the principles that we learn here out of Exodus 14 are also good for our own personal walks of faith as we individually tread new ground into the year 2024. So we're going to look at this as a church and on a personal level. And so the first thing we have to do with this, we have to deal with the past. What do we do with the past? There are both healthy and unhealthy ways to deal with our past. Churches, by and large, are pros at looking back. Our entire belief system is built on history. We look all the way back to the New Testament church as an example for what we do today, and that's exactly what God wants us to do. And in this context, 
looking back is a positive thing. It is a good thing. History also keeps us stable in the present. Perhaps you remember the George Santayana quote. It's very famous. Those who cannot remember their past are condemned to repeat it. We should always be learning from the shortfalls of the past because it's how we form a better future. But if all we ever do is look back and dwell on our history, it's impossible to progress. It'd be the same thing if we were driving a car when we utilize a rearview mirror when we drive. It's part of driving. But imagine if you never took your eyes out of the rearview mirror. Try it sometime. Go drive and just put your eyes in the rearview mirror and start driving and see how it works for you. It isn't going to be long and you're going to crash. The Egyptians, this is what they did. They were overcome by fear and they glued their eyes on their own rearview mirror. And they became so blind to God's promise of their great future that they reflected only on the perceived good things of the past and they were completely overlooking the true hardships that they had actually just come out of. They forgot all that God had done for them because they were blinded by their past. And this is where churches can fall into a trap, and many have. If we are guided by the principle that our best days are behind us, we box ourselves into making that anything but an inevitable truth. You see, here's some things we need to remember. We've got to remember that the past was also imperfect. And if all we do is look back, we don't see the limitless potential of a God who can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. He can do that with our future. I really don't believe that God thinks our best days are behind us. Now, we need to remember, we have a great history here at Sunset. We have a great history at this church. Many of you will remember guys like Richard Rogers and Klein Payton. They were key influencers of this church and the school that's also a ministry of this church. But knowing the vision of these men... Knowing how these men were such visionaries, I can guarantee you that they would not want us to just look backward. They would want us to move forward. Let me give you an illustration by one of these men that you see up here. In 2018, I started teaching for SIBI, the school, the, the ministry training school that, that, that is a ministry of this church. And the first courses that I took were some that Ed Wharton had been teaching. And Ed is a legend around here. And so I went and visited Ed about this before I started teaching. And I asked Ed, I said, you know, I don't have a lot of time to prepare these courses. Do you have any notes that you could share with me? And he looked at me and the first thing he did was did this. Played a little violin for me like I was complaining, you know. But he told me, he got serious, and he said, you have to make these courses your own. They have to become yours. 
But he said something else to me that I really found to be quite impactful. He said, I like to think that I stand on the shoulders of my teachers. And Ed's teachers were men like by the name of Homer Haley. And he says, I like to think that I stood, have stood on their shoulders and have been able to see a little bit further than they did. And he says, that's what you have to do. You stand on my shoulders and you need to see a little bit further than I did. This is exactly how we need to look at our past. We're on the shoulders of our past so that we can build upon it. So together we can remember our history, learn from it, and let God build whatever future He sees fit to build with it. And speaking of letting God do what He will do, today is a time to listen to the, invi- the advice that Moses gave the Israelites when he said, stand still. We don't often think of stopping as a good idea, scripturally speaking. I've heard it said many, many, many times over the years, we're either growing or we're dying. We're either going forward or we're going backward. And while this is primarily true, sometimes we just need a moment to pause and listen to God. Sometimes we need a moment to stop and gather our senses to prepare ourselves to go forward with God leading us. We need to take a moment, get things in perspective, and prepare to move forward treading new ground. And today is that day for us. It all changes tomorrow. So we need to pause. We need to pray. And we need to prepare to embrace what God is going to do with Sunset and our leadership and our new ministers. Now, it's going to be different than what it has been. It's going to be new. But I firmly believe that God is working things for his church in his time, and I believe that we can be confident in that. Most of us are probably familiar with Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Let's pause on that one for just a moment. We are the people of God. We are called according to His purpose. And what this text is telling us is that God is working all things according to His purpose. And what He does with us as His children is God working out these things according to His purpose. So when we pray for His will, And we strive to do his will, which is exactly what dozens and dozens of people have done in the process of this transition over the last few months. We can trust and be confident that God is going to take it from here. So as we pause today, remember that God places people in the body just as he sees fit, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 
and he works his will just as he sees fit. So be at peace knowing that God is working his will through us and for us. Well, of course, pause should never last forever. If all we do is pause, we're going to go back to Egypt if our own personal Pharaoh's army doesn't kill us first. Pause can paralyze us just as much as the past. There's more to the story back in Exodus, in Exodus 14. Go back to Exodus 14, and now let's move to, to verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, this is after Moses told him to stand still, God's going to save us. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. So God needed to step in to the conversation, and he needed to tell the people to get moving. We have to get moving also. Now, going forward does not mean that we throw caution to the wind. It doesn't mean that we go into something guns a-blazing, treading onward with reckless abandon. If the Israelites would have done that, they would have just drowned in the Red Sea. We go forward with God. We go forward guided by the sword of His Spirit, allowing Him to lead us the entire way. Tomorrow is a new day a new month, a new year, and a new chapter in the life of this church. And unless the Lord comes first, that chapter is going to begin. So we ought to make the very best of it. Pray for God's guidance and leadership in this new chapter. Know that God is going to work His will and embrace this new beginning and let God take it forward. Well, the advice here that we learn from Moses and the Israelites is also pertinent in our own personal walk of faith. So I want to finish this morning by offering you some practical ways to tread new ground in our own personal lives as we enter into this new chapter as a church. Now, there are a number of ways that we can engage personal growth and improvement. Uh, many of which you already know. I, I probably don't need to tell you things like, well, we should pray more and we should study more. Doesn't do a lot of good. We need a, a structured and obtainable approach. And that's what I want to try to give you this morning. So three questions to ask yourselves as you enter into 2024. And they deal with the upward, they deal with the outward, and they deal with the inward. Let's start with the upward. Where do I need to tread new ground with God? There's the first question. Where do I need to tread new ground with my relationship with God? This year, take your relationship with God to new places. Think about communication. How do I communicate better with God? It's two-way communication. When we pray, we're talking to God. When we get into to the Scriptures and we study and meditate on His Word, God is speaking to us. Think about those things in a more meaningful manner, in a way of just conversation with God to improve your relationship with Him. Take the time that you spend with God to 
new places. Think quiet time with God. We live in a very fast-paced world. It's chaotic around us. And sometimes we just have to find quiet where we're just going to sit with God and let God do some things. So take your time spent with him in those kind of ways to new places. Take your level of giving to new places. Think about how you give to the Lord, what you give to the Lord, and ask yourself if maybe you can't tread new ground and take that to new places. That's the upward. Now let's think outward. That's our next question. Where do I need to tread new ground with others? Do you have any damaged relationships that you have struggled to repair? Tread new ground. Take God with you and start to take steps to repair those broken relationships. How involved are you in ministries here at the church? There are so many new things always happening. Man, we had a ministry fair two, three months ago, whatever month that was, September maybe. That's more, see, that's, that's how quick 2023 gets away. But I, I, I was involved a little bit in that ministry fair, but I looked around and thought, how awesome is this? We are part of a church with all of this going on. My family is, is, is part of a smaller church in a small community. And they can only dream of doing that much like we're able to do. So tread new ground and find an area to jump into ministry and and get involved. Do you have a desire to reach people for Christ? Maybe that's where you need to tread new ground outwardly. Maybe you want to share Jesus with others. We have a lot of ways we can help you do that here at this church. But tread new ground. Take that courageous step, take God with you, and share your faith with someone else, and bring new people to Jesus. Question number three deals with the inward. Where do I need to tread new ground with myself? Self-care is critical in order to be successful in our relationship with God and our relationships with others. And there's several things you can do to help in this area. If you have never taken an intentional Sabbath rest, tread new ground this year and be intentional about doing that. It, it, it has to do with your spiritual health. And there are guys around here, there are people here that can help you do that intentionally. I know David Henniger especially has a lot of good stuff on Sabbath rest and would be glad to share that with you. Make sure that you're also taking care of your physical self. Your physical well-being is important to God also. And address any emotional health concerns that you may have. If you've never confronted that, tread new ground and take steps to become more emotionally healthy. And the reason for all of this is because your spiritual physical, and emotional health are all vital to your relationship with God. I know I've given kind of a long list here, in to, and treading new ground into all these areas at once would be quite difficult. 
So pick a place to start. Do this first by looking back. Where have you been? What historically has been a struggle for you? And start there. But then pause. Hit that pause button and stand still and invite God into the conversation. Pray for direction. Then pick one of these things, maybe one of these things from each of these areas, and take the courage to tread into new places that you have never been. Well, a ball is in our court for what we want 2024 to look like. If we stay in the past, we're simply driving down the road with our eyes in the rearview mirror. The ground in front of us is new, and we must go forward. So today, pause. Ask for God's will and embrace what He will do in this upcoming year. Maybe for you today, the first step is to start a relationship with Jesus that you've never started. Man, if you've never done that, take that step onto new ground by stepping into the waters of baptism and letting him wash your sins away so that you know you can have a future with Jesus. Maybe that relationship you have and it's fractured and, and, and you want the help in the healing process. We can help you with that. Whatever step you need to take today in your faith, whatever that is, we're here to help. So won't you come now as we stand and as we sing.